Hello and welcome to Queerness and All That Shit, the show that talks about topics and issues involving our LGBT community in the MENA region. We are two queens from North Africa, and in this podcast, no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Rahim. And Fifi Faraonic. Today we're going to talk about sex. We will discuss all the ins and outs that we know from our perspective. Be sure to listen all the way through for the juice and the juicy subject. Now, let's roll the music. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode. Hello. It's all about sex, honey. I have a question for you. What is sex for you? This is a very deep question. Exactly, indeed, a deep, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Sex for me is a very intimate moment. It's an emotion that we feel. It's a need that we would like to fulfill with people that we like, people that we love, our chosen partners. It's when you feel excited, Your body temperature is increasing. You feel something inside of you. Butterflies in your stomach. You can control yourself. You start feeling those moments where... I don't know. What about you? You definitely need to feel something inside you, darling. That's how sex works. (laughs) For me, I mean, honey, sex. I think sex is an exploration of two bodies. But two is not the limit, of course. But together exploring each other discovering each other do you know what is my favorite part of sex is the first part when you just get to know the person and that discovery moment of discovering both your bodies you know that is my favorite part of about sex and i every time i feel you know alive alive wow i haven't experienced that before really you're a virgin, I'm a virgin, oh, no, oh, exactly, so do you know how I feel, like, literally, the Madonna song, I want to feel that way, all the time. I have never been a virgin. <laughs> do, do, you find, do you find it weird when people ask you what do you like in sex? I do find it weird, I don't know how to speak about it, I don't know how to explain it. What do I like in sex? I support you for that because I have been asked this question many times. And I would always say everything because I really don't know. I don't plan sex. I just let the bodies do the work. For me, it had always been with the person. Like I like people and I don't like bodies or anything. For you, it's about the personality, I believe, more than the body. I am for that as well. I am for the personality as well. But sexual attraction also is key. The the word everything, I like everything, really got me in trouble so many times. (laughs) Like the person is like so kinky. I was like, oh no, no, I can't do that. So why do you say everything, bitch? I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to speak about it. This is awkward. I pretty much done everything. I was fine. I say one thing, don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) How was your first sexual experience? I don't remember. I was too young to remember anything. Okay, so my first experience, it will be when I was 15, looking for my identity, looking for myself. I found this man in, in one of the websites that I use. And it was like full consent. I 
I consented to it and I was ready for it and whatnot. So he came to like my neighborhood and he picks me up in his four by four and and he's like very, very living in the, in the upper class side of the city. And he was like, oh my God, this is a dream come true. Oh, he's like a prince charming coming to save me for my wretched life because it was my first time. So he really gutted me and he said, this is how we're gonna do it. And we talked about the process and how we here we's gonna be. And I didn't regret it. I felt like really I wanted more. I really wanted more because of course I didn't go all the way. Well, in some parts I did, but anyway, it was awkward. It was cringy because I was, I was, I didn't know what I'm doing, but I don't remember it exactly what happened because it was a long time ago. I'm 28, babe. But I remember I was a good kisser from the get go. Mm. <laughs> what about you? Oh, well, for me, I do remember it vividly. I was 17 years old. I also met someone on chat room. Back in the days, there was no swapping pictures or anything. So I only got the description written. It wasn't the first time for me, but it was the first time for me to meet someone online. Stranger that I haven't seen. For me, it was a revelation. I'm really going to meet someone for sex. <laughs> so it was like something big. I heard a couple of stories that it could be a police trap. So I was waiting for him on the um, train station. And you, you know, all the swords in my stomach. You could hear my stomach doing sounds. My heart is beating. And every time a, someone passed by who matches description, I would look and smile. And people would look at me in weird looks and, and move. And then here comes the person who I was supposed to meet. But it was the complete opposite of the description. So it took me time to recognize. Goodness me. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> Similar experiences. I just went with him to his place. I went to his place and it was a hell of an experience. And I had fun because he educated me actually how to use a condom. And I didn't really know back in the days at all. I have no idea what is a condom was. I may have seen it in porn or something, but I didn't really physically see it. And he explained to me why we use it and how to use it. And I met the guy another time and another time and another time because I felt comfortable and then started to have multiple partners, triple partners, four times partners, five times partners, and the rest is history. She was a whore! <laughs> Going back to the education part, that was what happened to me as well in my first time with that with that guy. He was educating me about, he was showing me, you know, what is sexual positions, what is a, being a top means, what is a bottom means. Educated me about bullying and catfishing in online. Like your experience, getting a description and, and meeting the different person. It was like an educational session for me. And he, he talked to me about condoms and sexual infections. But I met him once, to be honest with you, this person I met him once. And I was so disappointed because I didn't have a phone with me. So it was so hard to keep in touch. I really appreciate those people who have a responsibility. And when they meet someone for the first time, they not just jump in the act. If they think that the person is not really educated or they know that this is their first time, they educate them. I want to shout out to every person who have done that to say thank you. And if you're meeting someone for just a sexual thing, ask if this person is not educated and educate them. You might also help someone. Exactly. And I feel like and some, it's no it's no pressure because a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to go through the learning process and and the pressure of, uh, you know, like being somebody's first. It's 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 a lot of pressure. But also like there, there are people who are listening now 
and they were think 15 year old and uh, a 30 year old what's going on i know that there is some red flags about pedophilia and taking advantage of minors and and all that but at the time it's it was so natural to me i didn't think about it but i felt like i was a grown ass man that was my decision and it was by consent and i don't regret it and i don't feel like it took advantage of me because i felt like i needed it but i condone it so much like if someone who is under 18 there are predators i got lucky fifi got lucky many of us many of our counters and, and friends didn't get that lucky as we did for everyone who's under 18 the reason we're saying this and having a joke about it because back in the days it was different for us i have to say that loud back in the days we did not have the technology that those kids have now we didn't have the knowledge we didn't have the accessibility to those platforms that made things easier and even on formation there's a lot of campaigns that are done to protect the the minors and under 18 and there's a lot of uh, leaflets going around and people are educating and television campaigns as well who are educating people so yeah i'm just don't do it! <laughs> As you heard, it took us time to meet someone. Don't follow us. We, we were different times. Yeah, from my experience, it was 2007. So even access to internet was very limited. You are so lucky to have internet in your in your household or access to internet. So it was still still new, you know? For me, it was, I think, 2005 so or four actually. So it was back, back in the day. Back of MSN. <laughs> do you remember MSN and chat roulette? Yes, ICQ. Do you remember ICQ? No, we didn't have ICQ. Oh my god. Like in Morocco, because in Morocco it's different because we had Cyberman, one, two, three, love. I remember like you go to the website and you receive hundreds and hundreds of messages and you cannot keep up and then you have to give your Skype and you have to give your messenger and you have to give your MSN and you have to, to keep in contact. Oh honey, I didn't have that pleasure. On my days, there were the Yahoo chat rooms, I don't know if they still exist, but there was Yahoo chat rooms and MSN chat rooms. And you enter, let's say, chat rooms based on the country. And you have like, I don't know, let's say 200 users. And then of course, uh, other other people who are interested in having sex with men, they will send you messages, you know? That's, that's, that's how it goes. But also, I don't know, like I'm thinking about it now, I will never do it again. I never, I will never do meet a blank profile again. Honey, I put myself in so much risk. Do you know what? I was like so lucky. You know what? They call that like the fearless of youth. Reckless, reckless, recklessness. We were so reckless, babe. They call that the uh, the youth power. Power the... bottoms. I... <laughs> Let me move to a different topic on sex. When you were in school, did you have any sexual education? Uh, we actually did and did not. I don't know how to say it. It was very limited, so there's no talk about sex. It was just like passing by it. Let me re-ask the question. Did you or did you not have sexual education? No, I didn't. Even worse, I didn't have even sexual education, but I remember science, life, and earth, which is, you know, the science education. We have to talk about the, the organs and whatnot. Our teachers skipped that, that lesson. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh I'm not my even god. Kidding. And I'm gonna tell you this. This is gonna be so controversial. But honey, when I find out how we were made as children, how we were conceived, it was like my father had sex with my mother for me to, to be born. I hated my mother. I was like, what the hell? She's what? She's having sex? 
<gasps> no, it was like shocking to me. I couldn't grasp it. I hated her. I couldn't look at her in the eyes because you know, like in the, in the street, it was like the bad girls are having been sex. I didn't know what it was, what, what sex was. That's what, that's what, what my mind went. I was like, <gasps> my mother too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was so naive. I was so naive. Okay, let me stop here. You were told that having sex is not the right thing to do prior to this incident. No, I was, I didn't have any educated. It's so sad, it's so pathetic as well now that I think about it and say it's it out so loud. It's so sad because sexual education in the MENA region is not a subject that people talk about. For people who first time hear this information, yes, sexual education in the MENA region is not a topic that people share or discuss. We rarely learn about sexual health in school and other sources of information may not be reliable. And the reason behind that because generally young people in the Middle East will get their information about sexuality and reproduction from their parents. But most of the parents do not do that, okay? However, they are afraid to ask out of fear that their parents will assume they are engaging in sexual activities or they are about to engage in a sexual activity. So they fear to ask. I had this as well. I never asked my parents about any sexual things. And in school, we took the part of the human organs, but that's it. This is the male body and this is the woman body and we don't get anything further than this. That's that's more than enough, babe. That's more than enough. I'm gonna tell you something, another anecdote that happened to me. That's how you can tell that I am stupid and naive. I was in the third grade or the fourth grade, I believe. And me and my cousin, we were arguing. I think women give birth from behind. Oh my God. We went to ask my aunt and she said, babe, it's from the front. You can tell I'm gay. Thinking from about behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. And every time like sex was mentioned, it was like hush, 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 hush. Even if you're watching movies with your parents, they will ask us to leave or close your eyes or change the channel. Jump from the window. <laughs> it's always an embarrassment moment when it comes to sex and families or, or people that we know because it's a culture of silence still exists around the topic of sex and sexual health in the Middle East and on, in the MENA region. Everyone is having sex, but no one wants to talk about it or discuss it. And I'm not talking about fantasies. I'm talking about discussing sexual health and education. Also, also, I think this silence comes based on the stigma of sex and religion. Due to the premarital sex, couple practice sexual activity before getting married. It usually tends to be translated as a sin or shame, and it's not legal since the majority of people in our countries participate in a fictional system of religion like Islam, Christianity, Judaism, which all prohibit premarital sex. I think it comes from that place. We grew up in this box where sex is a wrong act. So you should not discuss it. You should not talk about it. It's just a duty when you're married and that's it. Do you feel the same? I, I feel exactly the same, but uh, it's even worse for women, I believe. If, like, if a couple, a heterosexual couple uh, had sex, we blame the women more than we do for the men. It's her dignity that is taken away from her. It's shame. She brought shame and she brought this and she brought that. But I think we, we just heard about an incident in Saudi Arabia. Two brothers buried and killed their sister 
just because she had a public snapshot. And I believe even like if you, we're gonna translate this to same-sex couples, especially men who have sex with men, the bottom person on the equation is always the one we, we blame as well. I think we talked about this in the, in the episode of toxic masculinity, but I think there is a lot of shame surrounding sex and sex conversation. And we are trying to avoid to talk about sex. That's why I think we feel very attached to the first hookups we had because they were so edu educational for us and they, and they opened our eyes. And we were lucky to have that education. You know, this lack of education information is putting people at a high risk of STD and STI because they get engaged in behaviors that they were not educated about. Had you know, you should take precautions. Had you know, you should not have unprotected sex. Had you know this, had you know that, you will start to learn to be more careful. I agree. I agree. There is there is a education that uh, f for sure that should be should be had and done when it comes to uh, sexual transmitted. Uh, infections um, in the MENA region and globally to be honest with you even globally we still have this issue I think I remember I read something in WHO or the, the World Health Organization that around the globe there is 317 million people affected by infectious diseases which is what the hell it's really scary and a red flag and of course it all comes back to education and education and education and uh, knowing your body and your bodily rights this is a very important to me Knowing your bodily rights and knowing your limitations and knowing your limits and knowing what your body can do and what functions of your body organs and taking ownership of your body as well, it's really important. And of course, consent. Consent is very key to any healthy sexual relationship. Consent and saying yes, a clear, definite yes is important. I think I, I fall in the trap of not knowing, not being able to say yes, not being able to say no when I needed to say no and walking out when I needed to walk out. Sometimes I felt, in so many ways, I felt I was pressured to have sex with people that I didn't feel I wanted, I wanted to because I felt ashamed and I felt afraid that I'm gonna hurt them. I talked about this in the last episode about body positivity because I did I didn't have confidence in myself and I didn't have confidence in my body so I was saying yes to him thank you for appreciating me and thank you for seeing me and even though I didn't like him and I didn't want him to to touch me and I felt like no sexual attraction whatsoever but I felt I had to say yes. I couldn't say no when I was in the moment. The option of saying no was not saying to me it's a shame that we're saying this, but it's also a good thing because we learn from our mistakes. And we're standing here today advising people who are listening to us. If you're really younger than 18, you have the right to say no. You have the right to have consent. You should ask many questions before you get involved with someone that you don't know. And don't rely on porn because I think also porn play a game here. A lot of people who are sexually uneducated would watch porn and in the back of their minds, they think that this is the norm. Oh no. Well, we know the porn is always exaggerated performance. So some, I would say like, go and meet someone and this is where the problem comes because expectation versus reality and it goes into not a happy ending here. So I would always advise people, please know your limits. Please ask questions. Please don't dive in something that would put you in danger. I think if I had been educated enough, I would have really waited till maybe 22 years old. Have I learned all that? But as we're saying in our region, sadly, there is no education which drives people to 
discovering everything on their own. It is beyond doubt that using a condom is always the best way to protect against most of STI and STDs. Not using a condom when having sex with a new partner whose sexual history you do not know is like playing the Russian roulette. Sooner rather than later, you're going to find that you got infected. And it might be something that will threaten your life. It is. It is what you said. It's like a Russian roulette. So don't trust. Sometimes because you, you only have like a verbal consent. I've seen like ad done by a French organization called Ed. And it was showing two couples having sex. And then they zoomed in in one of the partners. And they showed his previous partners. And all his previous partners, they had like a, an STI. And so the, the, this, the, person, the person you're sleeping with, basically he's passing all the infection diseases that he got from other people to you in one go. In one night so like there one is one night in one hour well let's say let's say one night let's say one night let's not sometimes honey like not one hour we call it a quickie fifi you will have your sexual partner and you ask you this word that is really inhuman are you clean what are you gonna say if someone asks me are you clean yeah i just had i just had a shower <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so this like so sometimes we only rely on verbal confirmation, but no, because there's a lot of infections that you cannot see. HIV, sometimes syphilis, hepatitis C, gonorrhea, sometimes you cannot identify it, but there is ways to identify gonorrhea at least. But other diseases you cannot you cannot see in your bare eyes. So condoms, 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 condoms. When I was single, I was very famous for having condoms. I was always carrying more than six with me in my bag, in my jeans, everywhere. And I'm really proud of this. I would always have lots of condoms everywhere, under the bed, over the bed, in the bathroom, in the bag, everywhere. If you're a person who's sexually active, I would only advise you with one thing. Just have condoms with you. That's at least the easiest thing to do, which is still not protecting you from all STI and STDs, but at least that's the most thing that you need. And there is, there is like, you can access condoms for free if you went to look for um, organizations who are providing HIV screening and uh, STS screenings. They can provide them for you for free. You know, if you just like looked uh, on the internet, I know that in, in like for example in Morocco we have uh, Association de lutte contre le sida or associations to fight against AIDS. They are, they have a program specifically to distribute condoms for people who are vulnerable, and it's supported by the, the Ministry of Health of Morocco. I, I know uh, Algeria as well has as well has the same program. Tunisia has the same program. I know Egypt has a similar program as well. There is different different organizations in Lebanon that they distribute condoms for free. I think if you go to M Coalition website, you can find all the information about, I think, most of the MENA region. We will share that on our page for people who are looking forward so you also get educated where you are. You might find those organizations. Go to our Instagram page. Exactly. At the end of our episode, I hope that we had made you laugh, put a smile on your face, changed your mind about something, educated you about something. Thank you very much for being with us and please don't hold it against me. Everything I said, it's part of my history and I'm proud of it. There is no space for shame here. Hopefully you can tune in to our next episode because we're going to talk about living with HIV. So please contact us in Instagram and suggest episodes, topics you want to talk about because your opinion matters. Thank you so much. I was Rahim. And Fifi. Have a happy weekend. Bye. Bye.